This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the Den, Millwall 2, Norwich City 3. And I want to start off by saying I, I think we were unlucky uh, yesterday. I'm filming this on a Sunday. I always try to sort of take a bit of time to reflect and I think we're unlucky. I really do. Uh, Norwich are a good side um, and I think they will end up in the playoffs. Hopefully not at the expense of us. We'll get onto that. Um, but now is not the time to start, uh, you know, the, the the sort of negativity and the, the rail it out and slagging sort of players off. I think we need to keep behind them. The players gave it their all yesterday and I think it was just one game too many, which unfortunately I, pre- I predicted and, and ended up coming true. Um, so look, let's get into it. I think uh, it's a really difficult game to summarise because there was lots going on um, and sort of lots to, to, to take into consideration. But I just felt with the fact that Norwich have got a huge squad, they're in really good form. I really rate David Wagner as a as a manager, and we'll come on to some of the tactical battles that I felt he won in the game yesterday. Um, they had a break; they didn't they didn't play in the week. We did, obviously. We played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday against really good teams. Their squad size is is double us, um, and I, I felt it would be hard for the players to go again. But I, I actually don't think the reason we lost the game or didn't take anything from it was. The, the physical side of it actually I think we did that quite well um, it was just ultimately switching off in a couple of key moments that, that cost us the game so look, let's get into it then so um, the, the team that started for us uh, was there were two changes uh, and those changes was George Savile coming back in for Jamie Shackleton who dropped out of the squad completely so I think he was ill I think in Rowett's post-match he said he was ill and the other change was Ollie Burke coming back in to the, the starting lineup. So we lined up with uh, Long in goal, the same back four that's played uh, the last few games. So Cresswell quite rightly kept his, his uh, starting position. Savile and Leonard in the centre of the park. Another another combo. And, you know, another... I don't think those two have played together for a long, long time. Um, Fleming just ahead of them. Burke on the right. Honeyman on the left, which uh, I actually felt was the right decision. Um, Max Ahrens is a, a very good attacking uh, right back and uh, he, he, you know we'll, we'll come on to it that a lot of their opportunities came down that side unfortunately but you know we needed to probably try and pin him back 
Whereas the, the space and the, the players to exploit was certainly their left back. Um, I called it before the game and the, the, the Greek fellow Giannoulis is, they paid seven and a half million for him, which is just absolutely shambolic. And I'm Greek, so I can, I can slag off the Greek player. <laughs> um, but, um, Oli Burke on the right hand side, um, and then Bradshaw through the middle. So that was 11 that started. For them, their only noticeable absentee was Josh Sargent, who, um, you know, just just another ten million pound player that that they uh, wasn't able to fill. Timu Puki came back into the side first start, I think, in five. He's been out, um, but you know, behind them, the quality they've got, uh, Sara Hernandez, you know, Nunez. It's um, it's it's a very very good attacking team. So we knew what we were going to get from Norwich, um, and I said before that I felt they could be got at. Um, I didn't think they would want to do the physical side of it and that they were a little bit suspect to the back. And we, we started the game really well. Um, and before before I, before I get into the, the, the game and in terms of what happened, I just want to say the um, the eighth-minute applause um, for um, the the unfortunate, the, the little one that lost her life, um, I thought was fantastic. And I commend the Norwich fans as well. Um and I've never had the pleasure of meeting Teddy. Um, but uh, hopefully that gave you some solidarity, mate, and to know that your Mill family's always with you. So I just want to to say that um, it was a, a really um, emotional moment, I think, for a lot of people. So uh, uh, that was impeccably done, and, and thank you to the Norwich fans for that as well. Um, so the we start well, um, and we um, one thing I noticed straight from the off, actually. And again, this goes down to, to Wagner's tactics, which I think he got a lot right today. And uh, one of them was the fact that, I don't know if you noticed, but they didn't really press our centre-halves a lot. And I guess the feeling there is, we always go along anyway, right? So that's kind of, they, they sort of dropped off a bit to try and win the second ball, which I thought was quite an interesting observation. And uh, however, our first goal does go from going long. Um, and Cresswell has the ball on the right-hand side, pings it forward. I think Oli Burke gets up well, wins the initial header, and then there's uh, from there a lot to do. And the, the the Fleming thing sort of heads the ball forward, but it's perfectly weighted and perfectly positioned right through the middle of two defenders. Bradshaw does superbly, takes the ball into his stride, flicks it over one defender, waits for the keeper to come out, and finishes into the top corner. And it was a superb finish. And Bradshaw is usually better when he doesn't have time to think. And that was when he was running for on goal and he had so much time to think, I was like, ah, you know. Um, but it was a superb finish. And, and Bradshaw's in a real rich vein of scoring form. You know, his confidence must be sky high. 13 goals now for the season, you know. And and what what's to stop him sort of getting, you know, 15 plus now, which would be a superb return and puts him in, the, you know, in, in great company up there with the likes of, you know, uh, Morrison, Darius Henderson, etc., to name a few that have, have scored that many goals at that level. We're 1-0 up and we started really well. We were, you know, front foot, pressing. We didn't look tired. I thought it was a really, really good start. Um, they then sort of tried to 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 stop to slow the game down. I felt that the, um, they, they went on the floor a lot. They, 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 they dropped to the floor quite a lot. You can tell they got some sort of Premier League players in there. And this is not, you know, this is not me slagging off. I'm just calling what I see. Um, and, and they did that a lot and they tried to slow the game down, which is fair enough. It's a tactic. But... We then have we we then go on and create another really good opportunity quite soon after the first goal, um, and it's a, a good sort of direct play again. Super ball through from Zian Fleming, who 
I thought was outstanding yesterday, and we'll talk a bit more about him later on. But a super ball through from Fleming. He releases Burke. To be honest, Burke does pretty much everything right. He gets into the box, goes low and hard across the goal, and it's just wide. It's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that um that's a sitter. It's not. It's a good opportunity. And you, you feel as though he could do better. But um, it's not like a guilt-edge opportunity. But it's one that if we'd have taken the whole game of the complete, the whole complexion of the game changes. And, um, you know, for the first sort of 30, 35 minutes, I'm just looking back at my notes here. We um, we contain them. We're playing well. We're doing what we do. You know, we got an early goal and then we, we contain them. But we're, we're playing, you know, some decent stuff. Of course, Norwich are going to have the ball. They're a very good football inside. They've got some really, really good players. And, and the way they sort of set up is when they've got possession of the football, McLean drops back in. And this is kind of this new role that he's playing. He drops back in and almost plays like a, a sweeper, if you like. A really sort of holding defensive midfielder. They push their fullbacks on. They have the wide men that stick really tight. Um, but the, for the first 35 minutes... Uh, even Hernandez, who in the second half caused untold problems, uh, was really kept quiet by Murray Wallace. And we're looking good after 35 minutes. They haven't really caused us too many problems. And then we concede. And I think there's two two perspectives to look at this goal. So first of all, I'll describe the goal. Um, it's a corner. And essentially, uh, they've got a lot, a, lot, a lot of bodies in the middle. And just before the the, the, the corner comes in, it's like a decoy run. A lot of their players sort of run in right to the penalty box uh, and then that distracts everyone and it plays back to the edge of the area and then Sorensen, it's not even a, a strong shot, just sort of, uh, sort of, you know, side foots it. And I've looked at this from many different angles, but for me, what what looks like happening is Fleming is right in front of Long's eye line. Fleming should put his foot through and clears it. Don't really know what happens, but it seems to sort of take a nick off of his boot and then Long's already committed, and it bubbles over him. Um, I So there's two things here. First of all, going back to talking about Wagner and the way that he got things tactically spot on, this is another example of it. And I listened to his post-match, and he said that was a deliberate thing they looked at. And it makes sense, right? It's logical. We're brilliant in the air. So why not play some short corner routines? So... No one expected this, and we we got done out out outdone tactically. There, you you have to say uh, hats off. It's a, it's a really good corner routine. However, I don't think they implemented it properly because the shot was poor, and ultimately it should have been a comfortable save. Fleming should put his foot through it, and a lot of people are blaming Long for this. And I I, I I've watched it from from many different angles, and I, I'll be honest, I can't make my mind up. Do I think he could do better with it? Yes. Because ultimately, it's literally... I think he does kind of get a hand to it. And we, how many times have we heard the phrase this season, George Long gets his hand to it but can't quite, can't quite keep it out? That's the theme I've got a problem with because that's happened so many times this season. That isolated incident, I think it would be really harsh to say he's totally at fault for it. I really would. And I think he's becoming a bit of an obvious scapegoat. Um, so I'm sort of compartmentalising that particular issue. Um, and I think it would be unfair to to blame him. But either way, regardless, Fleming, Long, whatever, we have to deal with it and we don't. Norwich are back in the game. It's 1-1. And then for the rest of the first half, to be honest, they're, they're, um, they're winning the second ball. They have a bit of a spell. Um, there's, a, there's a chance that they, they fire the ball across the box. 
um, and Cresswell puts it over for a corner. More luck than judgment. It was it was good defending, but um, it was another sort of you know another warning sign, if you like, um, that the that they were capable of scoring goals, and we knew this. They score lots and lots of goals. So we go in at, at half time, and you're thinking it's a huge, a huge second half. Um, one one again. We're normally good in the second half, and we come out. And the first sort of four or five minutes, I think, you know, we, we, we start, we, we're okay. Some some good, um, we, we, we're playing with um, intensity again. Um, but then the warning signs come because there's a couple of times where sort of Pookie does co- uh, Cooper up like a kipper, has a shot. Uh, and then there was another opportunity which led to the second goal where I think it was Sarah, a long distance shot. And it's a really, really good save from Jules Long. And I feel a bit for George Long because he made a really good save against Luton that ended up in a goal. And then here, he's made a great, great save, which was going in. I've seen it from loads of angles. A super save. Top corner from Sarah. Goes out for a corner. And then again, we are outdone by a corner routine. And it's it's just basics. We switch off. I think it's Honeyman. Um, the, the, the corner sort of fed through into, into Hernandez. Hernandez drives into the box, short corner. He, he puts it into an area. And unfortunately, it ends up taking a nick off of Bradshaw's ankle and rolls into the net. And it's just, you know, it's it's basics. And I'm not going to get on the players' backs here because I think I would class those as tired decisions. Tired decisions to switch off. So it wasn't the physicality side. I think it was just the tired decision to switch off in that moment. The first one, I think is a really good routine and yes we should deal with it but you have to commend the routine and the tactics there the second one I'm sorry we have to do better with and then we're 2-1 down and um, it's um, it, it's it's then a challenge for us to get back into the game and what sort of resilience and fight have we got to do it and we uh, we have another good opportunity uh, I think it was around the 60th minute where uh, another good ball by Fleming feeds Burke. And I'll talk a bit about Burke when I talk about individual players, but he had moments in the game, but other times he just looked disinterested. But feeds Burke. Burke puts a really good ball across the box, but it's just a little bit behind Bradshaw. He can't quite sort his body out. Um, and it ends up being a sort of tame effort at goal. Um, and then it gets to... I, I, I don't quite know the, the minute. Um, I haven't taken the, the, taken that notes down. Um, my bad. But... Um, it gets to the point where, and as I say, I sit by the dugout and I can see the subs are coming on. They're getting ready, they're coming on. And literally, just as about to uh, we'll make the subs, Hernandez picks the ball up, drives at Murray Wallace. Murray Wallace isn't tight enough, drives at him, beats him, all ends up, um, plays the ball into the box. Sarah's completely left unmarked, but he's got a lot to do. He's back to goal, he flicks it up, and then sort of on the turn, swivels, smacks it into the top corner under the side of the bar and it's it's a superb finish and Gary Rowett after the game says that was a goal of Premier League quality and it was it was it was brilliant um and you have to commend that and say it was a super goal um we'll come on to to, to Murray Wallace in a moment but I think with Hernandez he was quiet in the first half as I said but the whole game and and I could as I say I can sort of hear some of the conversations Murray Wallace didn't know whether to go with Hernandez, who was just constantly sort of stuck to the byline, or 
I don't know if it was Adam Ida that was kind of sort of floating in, in between. And he was he was constantly like, do I go there? Do I go there? Because Honeyman was occupied by Max Ahrens. So therefore, you, you, you kind of hey, you had to make this decision of where to go. And we managed that well in the first half. But in the second half, and if you watch the goal, third goal back, Wallace is with the other player at this moment. The ball goes to Hernandez. And that means Hernandez has got 15 yards. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just run directly at Murray Wallace. And we all love Mazza, but he's not the quickest. And as soon as someone like Hernandez gets up and running, knocks it past him, he's got no chance. And that, that was where, again, that's obviously tactical from Norwich's point of view to isolate Murray Wallace and, and, and try and overload him. And it worked. It worked for that third goal. Um, and... They had another opportunity after the third goal where uh, a header from Puki again, Hernandez does Murray up, Murray up like a kipper, puts the ball in, and it's another really good save by George Long um, to keep it at 3-1. Um, we make the subs. Uh, Vogi, Essie, and um, I always seem to forget the third sub. Uh, and what more? Sorry. Uh, come on. Uh, and then later on, Evans comes on so that Cooper can go up front. That's why Evans comes on, if people are wondering. Uh, and Malone as well comes on for his, I guess, his set-piece deliveries. And for the last sort of, you know, 20 minutes when the subs come on, we are sort of pinning them back. Um, and it was it was a risk by Gary Rowick because he took off Savile and left only Leonard on there in terms of central midfield. And we, re- we did really sort of start to sort of pin them back. And we do get our second goal. And it comes from a set-piece. It was a really good corner delivery from Vogie. Um, Fleming unmarked but it's a superb header bullet into the into the corner um, and then we have uh, S on 83 so we've kind of got 10-ish minutes to, to get that third that third goal and if I'm honest we deserved it we really deserved to get that third goal we had a few few different opportunities um, some scrambles in the box some shots from the edge of the area that, that maybe we should have done better from uh, but the, the, the biggest opportunity was uh, the one that Grant Hanley cleared off the line um I don't like Grant Hanley. I've never rated him, but that is that is as good as a goal. That that's superb defending. It's Bradshaw from the left hand side. It beats the keeper. It's going in. Hanley gets back and clears it off the line. And not only does he clear it off the line, he somehow manages to clear it straight back to his goalkeeper when Sa was waiting just just to the left of the goalkeeper. They would have tapped it in. And then, and then it's like, well, how's your luck? Um, and I'm not being I'm not being bitter, but we did deserve a draw, at least. Uh, we had 21 shots to their nine, I think. Uh, possession, they had a little bit more, but it was fairly equal. Uh, the nature of their goals. And on top of that, I think that um, we, we, we just, we had we had overall, I think, the, 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 the better opportunities. Um, 
And if that had gone in that third goal, I think it would have been the, the, the least would he deserved. I think from an XG perspective, and sometimes people read too much into this stuff, but I think we had two, two expected goals to their 0.5. So I think that says it all. But you have to commend the fact that from their perspective, they've gone 1-0 down at a difficult place to come. They've got themselves back into the game through some, some you know, fortunate but tactically good moves. Um, and then they've punished us with a third goal of, of Premier League quality. And then they've had the resilience to hold on. So from their perspective, they're probably very, very happy. Um, I think they're probably the best team I've seen other than Burnley going forwards this season. The reason they're not anywhere near as good as Burnley is because I don't think they can defend. I think they're very suspect defensively. I think as a, you know, I'm going to pick on their left back again. I thought he was absolute shambles. And if Burke was more up for it, he could have absolutely roasted him constantly. But, you know, that's how it is. And um, perspective is key here. Norwich have spent 10 million on Sarah. They spent 8 million on their left back. They spent 10 million on Gibson. They spent 5 million on their goalkeeper. Um, Nunes was another three and a half million. They got Lonies from Arsenal, Markinos, who they've got the luxury of bringing him on. Sargent was 10 million. We all know how good Pookie is. You know, they can go out halfway through the season because they're mid table, sat Dean Smith and bring David Wagner in. This is what we're up against. And it, it's the fact that I think we went toe to toe and stopped a very, very good team playing is. You know, this is why we have to take positives from that game. There's going to be so many twists and turns between now and the end of the season. That was our most difficult one, I think, between now and the end of the season in terms of games we've got left to play. And if we can play like we did yesterday, and obviously not have the moments and lapses of concentration, we've now got a rest ahead of our next game. Um, we'll be fine. I really do think we'll be fine. And for me now, it's about the mentality of our group. It's how do we bounce back from this? Because it would have been it would have been tough to take because the players would have put a lot of effort into yesterday. We all know that, and to lose that game, it would have been tough to take. Um, some more positives is obviously Bradshaw and Fleming uh, and the form they're in. You know, thirteen goals each now, another assist for Fleming yesterday, and I think it's really really good. It just makes the Luton game more frustrating, doesn't it? Because we'd held on there, not that we deserve to win that game, but if we had won that game, um, we'd be sitting prettier. But look. That's kind of my take off the game. Um, and for me now, it's, it is how we bounce back. It, it really is. Um, Reading got thumped 5-0 yesterday. Don't know if that's a blessing or a curse because they'll be right up for it. Their away form is shocking. Their home form's quite good. So we'll go there next week. Sold out crowd again. Um, and see what we can do. I, I just want to touch on the crowd actually because obviously it was a sellout, and, um, which is great. And I think it's brilliant for the club, regardless of of, uh, of how you look at it. But what I will say is I thought the crowd was really nervous. I don't think it was a very good atmosphere yesterday. And I don't know if it's where I sit, because where I sit, there isn't really much of an atmosphere. But I felt, I felt it was a really, I would describe it as a nervous atmosphere. It wasn't until sort of the last 20 minutes where we were really trying to get back in the game that I think that we, we perked up. I don't know what, it might be where I sit. I'd, I'd love to hear your views in terms of whether you thought that or whether it's just actually, you know, if you're sitting in the East Upper or the cold blow, it was better. I don't know. Um, I thought Norwich fans were okay. I don't think considering um, the amount they brought and the, the size of the club, I don't think they were the best away fans I've seen, but they're okay. And as I say, I commend them for the eighth minute um, applause. So let me touch on the players now. Um, and I have really ran over this one. God, sorry. Um, 
Well, I'm not allowed to apologise. I've uh, I've been given some feedback, so um, I'll, I'll take that back. But in terms of the players, so first of all, uh, George Long, I think he made two very, very good saves. There's a couple of times where he come rushing off of his line, which as much as I love Bart, he wouldn't have done that. Um, and I thought his distribution yesterday was was good. Um, the first goal possibly could have done better with, um, but I thought other than that, I thought Long had a good game. I'd be really interested to hear your take on Long because he seems to be a bit of a scapegoat at the moment and he seems to really divide some of the fans' opinions. But I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, I think it doesn't help that Fleming um, obviously then went on to have a superb game and talk about him in a second. But if he'd have put his foot through that, that first goal doesn't happen. But yeah, other than that, I thought, thought Long was good. Uh, I thought Danny Mack had a really, really good game. Um, and he'd be very, very close to the man of the match. Not quite, but he'd be very close to the man of the match. I thought he was involved in everything we did going forwards. Um, he got booked for a crunching tackle. It sort of tackled at fans that we absolutely love to see. Um, it was a Premier League ref. That's why it was a book in. In, in. in any other game, I don't think it was. But I thought Danny Mack had a good game. Kept some really good players quiet. And I think most of the... We didn't really seem to suffer too much Danny's side. So, um, any Norwich fans listening, I'd love to see what, hear what you think of Danny Mack. Because Max Ahrens is rated as this, you know, 20 million right back. Uh, I think Danny Mack is as good on yesterday's showing. I'd love to know what you guys think. Um, I thought Cooper and Cresswell largely did well again. Um, I don't think they were at fault for any of the goals any more than anyone else. I thought they were really, really good. Um, and Cresswell's distribution largely was really good and, and, and actually started a lot of our attacks. I thought that was really good. Murray Wallace, I struggle to criticise Murray because I, I love him and he epitomises what Millwall are. But Hernandez destroyed him in the second half. He, um, I honestly think for us to get to the... For us to be a proper solidified top six, I think we need a left back with more pace. And this is not a dig at Murray Wallace. I don't want anyone to think I'm getting on his back. I really love him. And I think largely against most wingers in this league, he's more than comfortable. And he was more than comfortable against Hernandez yesterday for the first half. But in the second half, he got done quite a few times. Um, and he was left 2-1 to one at times, which I, I, I will defend him for. But I think his lack of pace at times is um, is a concern. Uh, midfield, I thought Sav and Leonard were, were largely good. Um, broke up a lot of the play. Um, I love having Savile in there. He's a real leader. He uses experience. Sometimes he can be a bit too slow on the ball, particularly when you've got a team that's really, really front foot. But I thought those two uh, largely did well. I thought Leonard uh, managed his game very well. He was on a booking, but still was able to put in quite a few good tackles and last 90 minutes, which given the amount of football he's played, I thought he needs to be commended. So Savile came off. I don't know whether that was just, again, managing his time or not. I don't know. Um, Ollie Burke. So Ollie Burke frustrates me because I said before the game and I kept saying it throughout, the left back was suspect and he could be got at. And the times that Burke did get at him, he had him in his back pocket. But he just at times he he, he just he blows hot and cold. I, I I can't I don't know whether he's not fit or he's just not up for it. I don't know what it is. But he's got so much potential. Um and his pace is frightening, and he's a big lad. His he's, he's, he's frame is frightening. But for some reason, he um, he, he just, as I say, I can't put my foot on it, but I thought he, um, at times, was the weak link yesterday. I thought Honeyman, through effort alone, you know, I thought he was good again yesterday. You know, uh, he, he's, um, I thought he had a good game. He didn't obviously play the whole 90 minutes, which is why he's not man of the match, but 
he would also be sort of secondary up there with Danny Mac for for that. But I thought he was good again uh, and helped to, to keep Max Aaron largely quiet for the game. And in my man of the match was, for me, in my opinion, despite all of Norwich's millions, the best player on the pitch by Mar, which was Zian Fleming. He's he's just class. He's class. Um, he he's, he's touches of the ball, the way he's able to sort of, his first touch where it's, his first touch is almost most people's second touch because he's that far ahead up here that he can just change his body and, 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 and sort of change and transition in one touch, which is such a unique skill. He's he's half a second ahead of everyone. He really, really is. Some of the through balls perfectly weighted, the one for Bradshaw, the two he put through, uh, through for Burke. Then you add his header. He's so strong on the ball as well. No one can knock him off. He's just brilliant. Honestly, he's brilliant. And yesterday, and his recent form, he's a £10 million player, at least. Seriously, he is. And I I, um, I don't say that lightly. He, if The last sort of four, five, six games since the Coventry game, he's been a £10 million player. And he carries on like that to the rest of the season. We will struggle to keep hold of him. The good thing is, he's tied down to a contract and he seems to love it here. And the bit I love most about Zian Fleming is, not only does he have all that quality, but he grafts. There was one point where we were overloaded in the second half and he was bolting back. And I don't even think that we're in the ball, but um, he just he, he bolting back. He loves it and he gets it and he's got the quality, but he grafts. He is, he is the epitome of what we're, we're, we're trying to build on the rail, which is a mill type player with more quality. And he is class, mark my words. And I'd love to hear any Norwich fans' point of view, whether you think he is as good as I'm saying. But for me, he just, he stood out. And he stood out against players that, as I say, Norwich had paid £10 million for. So he was my man of the match. And then Bradshaw, again, superb finish. Um, was probably unlucky not to have a second in the last minute. He's probably playing about three different knocks. I commend the bloke. 13 goals. I couldn't be happy for him. And I'm glad he's our number nine. I think he's a, he's a, he's a great player. The subs, uh, I thought SA had, a, had an impact when he came on. Uh, he's very intelligent for his age. His trickery, his awareness, his vision... I think he's going to be a super player. Probably should be given more minutes. Maybe yesterday wasn't the right time, but he's 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 a super player. I thought what more was quiet when he came on. If I'm honest, I thought he struggled to get in the game. Um, and I thought our best sub change was Vogi. I really do. Um, he put some really dangerous balls in. He put the corner in. I thought he was good, Vogi, and he should take our corners more often. Um, I thought he was good. And then Evans and Malone uh, probably too late for, for to talk about their impact. So look, I've gone on way too long here. Um, I've just seen it's twenty eight and a half minutes. So I'm going to leave it there. All I will say is I think now is not the time to get on the players' back or row its back. They, I think we need to appreciate that we aren't the best team, but we've got a team of honest grafters that, that we do have a bit of quality, um, but they're giving everything they've got, and if we if we can play to the levels we've been playing now for the rest of the season, we've got a nice break now. We've got a week's break. I don't think Reading have. I think Reading got a game in the week. We will get those five, six wins that we need to get into the playoffs. It won't be, it won't be dictated by um, by yesterday. I'm more bothered about the fact that Norwich gained points on us than the fact that we lost. Um, but look, I think Norwich inevitably will end up getting in the playoffs. It won't be them that we lose out to. So let's stick with them. Uh, they're giving everything they've got. We should be really proud of this group. And we go again next Saturday against Reading.
Um, as always, thank you very much for sticking with me if you have so far. Um, really appreciate Really appreciate the comments. Um, and um, yeah, please do like, share, subscribe, comment, all that kind of stuff that I have to say. Uh, but honestly, guys, thank you very, very much for listening. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. What's left? Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.